You know what? When it comes to city permits and fees, some fee, some people think that they can actually be a pro and a con. I don't know how it could be a pro when it comes to unaffordable housing, but let's talk about this with Paul Sullivan, who can probably break this down a lot better than I can. Principal and regional leader at Ryan ULC, a global tax services and software provider. Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be on your show. Well, thank you for having me, and I do appreciate you doing this, getting ready for a long weekend. I know everybody's looking to get out of the house or at least get out of the office place, but let's talk about this. City permits and fees are actually helping create even more unaffordable housing. Can you flesh that out for us? Yeah, so we undertook a study. Uh, most people appreciate that the cost or price somebody has to pay for a home is equal to land value, costs, and profit. And profit is a, a reasonably consistent thing that's kept in check through a, a competitive marketplace. But cost is where we see these fees. And, you know, we found that 29% of the cost of your home is actually paid to the government through property tax and fees they charge. So your million-dollar condo, you're paying roughly $300,000 to different levels of governments for their fees, which if you amortize over the life of your mortgage, that doubles. That's costing you $600,000. So when it comes to affordability and you know the rhetoric we're getting from government, there's a lot of cost savings that can be put into place by government themselves. You uh, penned an article not long ago, and I thought there was a lot of sharp sticks in it, which, you know, for radio is great. And I'd love to maybe walk you through some of them right out of the gates, right underneath the the byline. It says, quote, bribes are like steroids. Everybody's doing it. Now, I know I'm just paraphrasing, but can you walk me through what that means? Well, in the lower mainland, home builders are required to enter into a process to negotiate over their zoning their CACs is is what it's called a community amenity contribution and what it does is it creates a pool of money that's meant to be used for amenities in the community or building affordable housing but uh, what we're saying is it's not actually a legal vehicle that's allowed for under legislation I'm looking at a uh, provincial report here that was done in 2014 by the BC government And it says, avoid legal risk, negotiate, do not impose, avoid perception that zoning is for sale. Well, you know, I think the market is uh, quite aware that zoning and and this negotiation process creates nothing but costs. And if you add these CAC costs to the property tax charges and all the new taxes imposed on home building, 30% is what you're paying to the government which is gobsmacking if you think about it, because we're not just talking about a couple thousand dollars here and there. We're talking about big, big money that's going. You mentioned um, Kelowna, which I thought was really interesting because Kelowna tested a 10-year property tax exemption from the article, if I'm reading it correctly, and you thought that that was a positive small step. Can you talk about what Kelowna is maybe doing right? Right. Okay, so now what we're doing is we're incentivizing development. I mean, we know, everybody knows, that we must come up with supply. And so Kelowna said, anybody that builds rental housing and maintains it at rental will not pay municipal or provincial property taxes for up to 10 years. And suddenly they had a 70% increase in the supply of new rental housing. So there's the incentive program that works versus the disincentive of taxation and trying to crush demand for housing in order to try and bring prices down So many of these policies have failed over the past five years, and it has proven to be the wrong way to create housing, which will create affordability. 
Well, Paul, there's a couple of misnomers out there, and maybe you can help squash them. For example, a lot of people will say, you know what, okay, housing is slowed down, but those that remain are just getting snapped up from overseas investors. So everything that's been put in place has only hurt a Canadian investor or a British Columbia investor because those from overseas have much deeper pockets and they're willing to pay the taxes to get the property. Yeah, more political rhetoric. That's all I hear. You know, people need to study the math. You know, when 2016, we brought in the foreign buyers tax at 15 percent and then cranked up to 20 percent. Back then, foreign buyers were 10 percent of our marketplace. When we brought in the foreign buyer ban this year, so we're banning foreigners from buying, foreigners were only 1.4 percent of our entire marketplace. So to my view, these are political plays to placade the public that government is taking care of housing where they're not looking at the data. It's just not working. Let's look into that a little bit more. So we we call it political speak, and I'm not going to say that there's somebody on the take, but there's got to be something more to this that we're missing because the reality is, is I think we're being played for fools in some instances. Am I wrong to say that? Yeah, no, I, I think we are, and um, they, the things are being said that just don't pan out. The policies are not working in providing housing, and people are hurting in British Columbia. You know, we've had 10 interest rates hikes in, in the past uh, year or so. Uh, 52% of Canadians are within $200 of their total cost for, per month. So, you know, bringing in more, more expenses on homeowners as a proposition that we're hearing out of the left to solve a housing supply and affordability crisis is just wrongly founded. And it's not just Vancouver. You know, according to your article, you were talking about the fact that Toronto is facing similar struggles as well. Absolutely. I mean, Toronto is, I'm going to tell you, second, second place to, to, to Vancouver or the lower mainland. You know, we have highest rents. We have the highest housing costs. We have the longest approval times found another really interesting stat this morning, too. I'm talking about the growth in bureaucracy, uh, the government employees. For every government, for every private sector employee, we have hired four government employees across the country. But in British Columbia, for every private sector employee, we've hired 75 government employees. So that just blew my mind to hear that one this morning, because if you think about why do we need all these taxes? And are, are we creating affordable homes or are we just creating a lot of jobs? And, you know, I think the answer is in the evidence. Well, your article is at BIV, Business in Vancouver, BIV.com. And uh, Paul Sullivan, I think you had a, an article that is definitely worth more conversation. So hopefully you'll be able to come back on this show or uh, follow me and we'll keep this conversation going because, wow, there's a lot. I think I'm going to open up the phones to this on the other side of the break because there's a lot to talk about here. And thank you for shining light on it today. Hopefully we'll have this conversation again soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you.